Welcome to SaaS Talks from Lead to Close, where I'll be sharing with you everything that I've learned to close leads. I went from quitting my first sales job because I was too scared to talk to strangers to becoming a VP of sales for multiple tech startups where I built a sales team from scratch and led them to an acquisition. I'll teach you how to schedule more demos on your calendars, close at least 50% of your demos, and build a pipeline large enough so you're always hitting quota. If you're looking to scale, then turn the volume up. All right, everybody. Today, we have another special monthly guest. You all know him. You see him, Will Aitken. Um, he is the head sales evangelist for SalesFeed. He's also a TikTok superstar. Hashtag, not hashtag, uh, handle, his handle is uh, SalesFeed. Um, and he's on LinkedIn. He's on YouTube. He has a crazy YouTube channel. I just subscribed to him, actually, um, from Demo to Close, my channel. Um, and so I'm excited to have him because... Um, I think there's a big problem in sales um, from an AE or an SDR all the way to someone that's trying to um, follow up with a prospect from cold calling, cold outbound, follow up, post demo follow up. Everyone and their grandmothers are trying to send out for the prospect. Um, they're either sending out cold emails, they are following up after discovery, they're following up after demo, but it's really hard to stand out and cut through the noise because all other sales reps are doing the exact same thing. They're the same, same emails, the same calls, the same follow-ups. So Will is going to talk to us about how to focus on follow-up using more video in the cycle, in the sales cycle, rather than uh, the classic email or the voicemail. I'm sure that's an omni-channel approach here, but yeah. um, I'll leave it to you. I think, I think this is going to be interesting because it's not prior to this recording. You said it's not necessarily just for cold outbound. It could be once you've done the demo and you're following up, you still need to stand out and cut through the noise for the prospect. So uh, the mic, the mic is on you. You have the floor. Um, yeah. Yep. Go for it. For sure. More. Thanks so much for the kind introduction. Um, yeah. So like you said, a lot of people, when they think of video in sales, they think of video prospecting. There's a whole lot more to it. Video prospecting can be a great way to stand out to prospects. I'm a big fan of including a video in my sales sequences. Um, but I've also seen a ton of success using video throughout the sales cycle as well. Um, with that said, uh, I'm happy to share a couple of good good pointers on how to send a successful uh, prospecting video as well. Yeah, go for it. And I'm I'm writing down questions as you're speaking, so I realize I have like two immediate questions, but I'll wait on that. For sure. So, like, what the one of the biggest videos that people do SDRs, BDRs. If you want to start using video, then um, is the outbound video. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with this one, um, but really, you can take the same exact framework that you use for sales emails mm-hmm. and apply it to video and just use it as a different way to get to your prospects. You mentioned earlier, omni-channel. So I'm always looking for different ways I can reach out to prospects and ways to stand out in their inbox. So my sequences might look like a phone call and then a voicemail, and then I'll send an email to follow up on that voicemail, and then I'll call them again. And then maybe around step eight or nine, I'm going to send them a video, as and that's going to be personalized to them. But I'm going to use very similar messaging that I would in an email. So it might look like this. Hey, more uh, spotted your team's currently doubling in size after you acquired some funding. Typically, when we see that, we see some growing pains. Um, you, uh, there's no standardized processes across that team. Um, we might be able to help with that, but provide some training, let's say. Uh, just curious, though, is this interesting to you at all? So I've, I've done the personalization. I've done the problem statement. I've done the, 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 the solution. And then I've asked for interest. And it's a simple 30-second video that you can send to your prospects in your sequences um, that often gets much higher response rates. And when people do respond to a video, 
people really appreciate being sent a video. They're like, yeah. dude, that video was awesome. You actually took the time to, to pull out on camera and you, they know because of the fact that you've, you've recorded it, it can't be automated, which I yeah. think is the beauty of video. You can't fake it. Well, you can. There are some cheeky ways to do that. But it's, it appears to be something that's so personal, so um, such a great way to connect with prospects that people do respond higher response rate, should I say. And when they do respond, they're much happier about it as well. All right. So I have four immediate questions because I'm sure you have more stuff to talk about. So first one, one of my questions, I feel like you answered it. Um, it was, when do you send a video um, as part of email? You said potentially sequence step eight or nine. Um, and then my second question was, what do you include? Which you answered, you said, it's essentially the same message that you've sent in the original email, that personalization problem question asking. Um, are you literally, like, are you not concerned that you're, the video messaging is the exact same messaging as the first email since it's like step eight or nine? Um, I, I think that would be so you could worry about if you wanted to, but if they didn't respond to the email, like you're still leading with that same relevance. If mm. the email was written well and you're just delivering it in a different way, okay. then that, that's important to do. Like don't, un, don't create more work for yourself and think you have to do everything differently. Heck, they may not have even opened that email for, you know, if you can track that you can track. But if they didn't respond to it, then it didn't connect in the right ways. But you'd have to read it word for word and be like, Hey, I, hey, you know, more, I, uh, I spotted this on LinkedIn. You can do it in a little bit different way, but still use that same relevance and problem statement Yeah, in the video. And in the email that you're sending the video, I assume you're using like Vidyard or Loom or one of those, you're putting the GIF or whatever it is. So you have that little like movement. Are you putting anything in that email body or are they just saying the video sort of GIF and then they can click on it? Yeah. <laughs> This is an awesome question. So I, I typically send uh, vidyards in a uh, thread email. I don't like sending them as a new email because just using links and emails can often end you up in spam. It's not mm -hmm. what we want. So that's why I use it as a later step in my sequence. So I'll often be sending the video in response to an existing thread. Okay. Even the email that I sent before that I mentioned. And then, yeah, I'm going to use the thumbnail. I'm often going to start on their LinkedIn profile in the video. You share your screen, you start on their LinkedIn profile because... Typically, if someone sees their face or their website on your in a box, they get they're intrigued. What's this person yep. saying about me? Um, but I will often accompany it with a little bit of text, like a teaser. I won't spoil what's in the video because then they have no reason to click and open and watch it. But I'll often be use that point of relevance, the personalization, as kind of like a clickbait for the video. What's an so, example of something that you've done? Yeah. Um, hey, I have a question about your team growth. Dot dot dot. Video with the gift there. Um, uh, uh, you know, question about your new product launch. And so it's it's relevant. And then they'll be like, well, okay. But it's sort of vague at the same time. Still vague. So I'm not going to be like, question about your your um, your your product launch. Um, I spotted this, yada, yada, yada. And yeah, I want yeah. Because then they're not going to open the video because you've already spoiled it in a way. You want to kind of lude tease to what the video is about and using that relevance or personalization point is a great way to do that. And the set, my other question, um, how long are the videos typically? Sub 30 seconds for a prospecting video every single time. Okay. And then I'm, I feel like I'm doing interrogating and discovery, not conversational. <laughs> <laughs> but the last question, because I, I want to be, I, mean, I know you probably have some more stuff you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, how many videos do you include throughout the entire like sequence? So if you have a 16 step sequence, how many videos are you sending? Or I don't know how many sequence step sequences do you have? Do you have eight, nine, 10? No, or my sequences are long. I like to hammer people a little bit. I get like 30, 30 sequences. Uh, I go for 30 steps, yeah. Um, but they're all value and they're all slightly yeah. different. Things like a like and comment on LinkedIn's counts as a step to me. Yep, yep me um, too. Uh, so I have quite long sequences. And generally I'll send one video um, 
it, it depends what account it is. So I have an account. If they're a good fit, ICP fit, tier one, tier two, mm-hmm. I'm going to send them a personalized video using that relevance and record that for each of them. And I'm going to typically send them only one video in the whole sequence um, because it is just a slightly more time-consuming way to do things. Um, for tier C accounts, I might actually create a video uh, for a whole bunch of different prospects. So this is a cheeky way to do things. This is what I was alluding to earlier. Um, that might be like, hey, look, uh, spotted that you're hiring, still generic, right? But it's, it's generic enough that it sounds relevant. We currently work with this company in your space. So I'm sending it to a bunch of companies that are very similar, ideally. Um, just curious though, is this relevant to you? Sunk along those yeah. lines. So that, and that would, in, in those sequences where I'm sending it to tier C, I'll use it as like step 18 instead. Gotcha. Um, okay. So if it's person, if it's like a one-to-one with super personalized outreach, this video sequence is going out sooner. If it's yeah. sort of one-to-many, it's going out later. Okay. So those were my questions. Proceed. <laughs> that's, no, that's great. So those are the two ones that I've already used for prospecting. And yeah, like you said, the timing is really important. Uh, you got you got to make sure you're not asking for too much. If someone opens a video and sees like a minute or anything, then you got to be careful of that. I also see a lot of reps try and demo their pro- their product in in outreach, mm-hmm. which obviously is way too premature. You don't even know if they have a problem you're solving yet. Um, so it's really important to be focused on the customer, not your solution at that point. Just because yeah, yeah. video doesn't mean you have to show them something. Yeah, I, I've done it where um, the only time I've done a video where I'm like sort of demoing is um, the prospect business was like i think it was like they had like an e-commerce website yeah. and and so i i found problems on their website yes. that's easy to do i'm like oh this is perfect but like right now let's just say i do cold prospecting myself for my business and it's, it has nothing to do with the website it, it's all about like are your sales reps like performing in terms of sales demos and discovery and there's no way i can do a video like that all i can do is potentially share like a workshop that I did, a recording of a workshop, which is something that I do, but it's just a link to my YouTube channel. That's that's why it's helpful to start on their website or their LinkedIn profile. So if you did pick up on some facts, like, hey, I saw you're growing or you launched a new product, you could actually start with that on your screen as like a, this is where I saw it, you know, kind of answer that question in their mind. Oh, where did you learn that from? Um, but it also makes it for a great thumbnail when you're sharing something relevant to them. Um, and you mentioned that some I've seen people who, who do really creative videos if they're selling a product. We had a, a customer of ours um, who was, they were an Amazon store helper mm-hmm. to help you get ranked better on Amazon. And they showcased that when you searched this one company's product, I think it was like Hydro Flask, all the results weren't Hydro Flask. And they're like, look at this problem. And that's a really, you know, vis- very, yeah, it's very specific. Yeah. But that's if you can visually show you how you can help with the problem, that's obviously a, a bonus points. Um, but I did say that video isn't just for prospecting. So maybe right. I'll move on to some of the other yep. ways. Yeah. So, so that's, that's one type of video you can do, but one other one that I've seen employed so successfully, I used to work at a company called Proposify, mm-hmm. was selling to sales leaders is that when the meeting's actually being booked, you can use video to increase your hold rate, make sure you don't get no shows. So either the SDR or the AE can send this video. I personally think it should be the AE who sends it. But when a meeting gets booked for an SDR, or even if you're an account executive who's booked your own meeting on the call via email, I like to send a video between when I book the meeting, when the meeting takes place to set an agenda for that meeting and introduce myself. And that would typically look like, hey, more. Um, my name is Will. I'm the account executive you've been speaking to on Wednesday, or we spoke on the phone the other day, because now I'm putting a face to a name, mm-hmm. which makes that emotional connection. Just wanted to give you a heads up for that meeting. I've planned this, this, and this. 
my SDR told me that this was important to you or on the phone you mentioned this was important. So I've prepared to show you a little bit about that. Um, if there's anything super specific you'd like to add to that agenda, then please do let me know. If not, until Wednesday. There's no call to action there, but it's a really good way to put a face to a name because most of the time as sales reps, when we book meetings, unless you've used a video, they don't know what you look like. They don't owe you anything, which yeah. makes it really easy when they're on the day and they're busy. Oh, uh, you know, I don't even know who, 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 who Will is. It really doesn't make them very accountable. So that means it's easy for them to know, show you. All That's time. really interesting. I've never, I've never done that before. Um, I've heard the, um, and I've done the send a pre-demo email saying to better prepare for our call. Can you tell me maybe X, Y, Z questions? That's really interesting. That's really insightful. Um, that's an, that's a, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that actually put improve, doing that one thing. I, my SDRs love me for obviously because SDRs want their meetings to be show up. But doing that that one step and always sending the video improved our show rate from seventy to ninety percent at Proposify outbound wow. meetings. You know, remind you. Did you watch the movie Top Gun? The yeah, new Top Gun. I haven't seen the new one yet. Oh uh, my god! All right, so um, go see it. But prior yeah. to the movie, it's not a spoiler alert. Okay, all right. Prior to the movie starting in theaters, there's um, like 20 second clip of Tom Cruise sitting in front of the camera and yes. just saying like, we made this movie for you. We're introducing, we really hope you enjoy it. Yes. And you're like, whoa, that's, that's, that's awesome. I can't wait to watch the movie now. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. That's cool. Okay. So that's, that's, so we did, we, um, we were talking, we talked about tactically sending, using video to prospect. We talked about once you do prospect and they've agreed to a demo, then using video to increase yep. your show up rate. Yep. Talk to me about post demo follow up. Yeah. So, more on, on demos, you know, sometimes you get throw, throwing curveballs. Mm. And really, often when your customers start asking you questions, you can often open your back foot. And if you don't have it ready, you can start scrambling and trying to find it yep. and trying to show them it. But that can often end up making your solution look really complex. So during demos, I don't want to break my flow and I also want to make sure they move along and I don't want to get too into the weeds of a, of a prospect. So if I get asked a question like, hey, can you show me this? I'll be like, all right, I haven't actually got that prepared if I don't, if it's not so easy to show. How about I do this? I'll send you a quick video following this meeting, highlighting just that one feature. And it's an extra reason for me to follow up and for them to keep the conversation flowing offline as well. So I like to send like a little, okay, look, I don't have that ready. I don't want to mess up and make it look stupid. Do you mind if I send you a quick video afterwards just showing that one thing? And then I'll send like a one minute video afterwards. We get video analytics when people open things like Vidyards. So it's a great way to see if you've still got an engaged prospect as well. Yeah. Um, and the only reason for that is one, all my demos, I like just be thinking, I, I like to be prepared for everything like that. Mm -hmm. And also I don't want to get into the weeds because once they send, oh, can you click there? And what about if you click on that one? You can get- you can and then, get Yeah, you get really derailed from the demo. Yeah, exactly. So that's one way I like to do it. Another one is uh, during the demo stage, especially during summer vacays, uh, you can often be working teams of 10 buyers, right? Mm -hmm. And during the summer, people are always on vacation. So it can get really hard to get all 10 of those people in the room. I'll often start reaching out to those people, multi-threading, calling them, seeing what's important to them. And I'll send them a little micro demos via video. And I'll be like, yeah. hey, look, you mentioned that this, this problem is especially relevant to marketing. Here's the three things in the product that's going to help you with that. And that's just a great way to put more engagement and get more, more kind of sidebars going on with the main conversation moving forward as well, keeping that, that cycle moving along. And, and these micro demos that you do, how long are they? Tip? The max, max amount of time. Max three minutes, but I, I'm aiming for one minute, 30 seconds, and I'll have everything ready. And I'll kind of flow through it and be like, hey, you, you mentioned on our call that we had yesterday when I buzzed you or when I emailed you, whatever it was, that these things are important. Just want to highlight that. Does this bring up any more questions for you or do you think that looks like what you're expecting? 
And are you, and are you sending, cause in the, in the cold prospecting, the videos you're sending, let's just say one video throughout the entire sequence, essentially, are you sending more videos? Let's assume that you're not dealing with a uh, 10 buyers, you're dealing with one buyer. So yeah. it's no real multi-threading there. Um, are you sending only one video follow-up post demo, like throughout the sales the life cycle of that deal, or are you sending more than yeah. one? So for demos, I'm probably only going to be sending one for what we didn't cover on the call, maybe. Okay. Or if I think of something else that comes up or, you know, oh, on the call, like it's really tough. Sometimes you go for demo and you're like, I wish I had said that. You can mm. actually record a quick little video and be like, hey, on the call, you mentioned this. It just came to my mind that this is actually something we could help with. And then you can show a little sound like that. It's really playing it by ear and seeing where it makes the most sense to use video. Um, but post demo, it makes it much easier to show people stuff real quick. And because you get the tracking engagement and the notifications when they get opened, it's also a really good measure to see if your deal is moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what I was thinking? I'm, I'm, uh, like I send videos obviously and I get, uh, actually don't get a lot of, when I get cold emails, I rarely get video being sent to me. Rarely, right. rarely, rarely. But I was thinking the ones that I have seen throughout my entire career, they've more or less been the same with like, you know, a slight nuance for personalization, you know, with a whiteboard with my name and they wave like awkwardly. Um, like I've seen that and like, that's, I feel like that's common. I wonder, and I've, I had this thought last week and I, I keep like recycling this thought in my mind. Um, if like, if you go on your TikTok, they're really entertaining because number one, for many reasons, number one, you're talented. Number two, it's not like one long recording. You're doing a lot of cuts and you're doing yeah. editing and it's, but it's also educational at the same time. Yeah. I, I have never heard or seen a salesperson use video as either their prospecting follow-up or their post demo, whatever it is, that is TikTok style hmm. where they're doing like these crazy editing and like short and like almost comical and like, these like captions, but it's super personalized. Yeah. I could, um, I could show you an example and I don't know how people listening to this would actually see it, but I've seen what someone do this really, really well. A guy called Chris Van Prague, he works at Vidyard, mm -hmm. uh, but he didn't when he made this video. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good point. And, and, and I think the reason that, that people don't do that is because it's a little bit more time consuming and not everyone has the, uh, the editing skills or wants to learn how to edit things. But yeah, that could be a really good way to stand out. I think of like creative people who have gone really out there with video. I've seen people like Zoe Hartsfield do videos of her singing on the ukulele. He's got musical talent. That's like a Fiverr gig type of uh, video. Yeah, video. exactly. You know, like <laughs> I've made you this 30 second song and jingle and you can send that to like a TRA account. That's awesome. I like that a lot. Uh, you know, you see people like Ryan Sklar who makes entire cover videos for, for prospects. Um, like he made that video for Gravy, right? Um, so you can you can get pretty pretty out there with creative videos. There's a whole bunch that I could send you. But that, yeah, there's one from Chris Van Prague where he sent it and he edited it in like he was saying things like um, your company and he just put in stock footage, stock images, like funny ones for everything he was saying. Um and he was like in your field, and then he like put up a photo of a field on the screen, right? That's so like he, he kind of literal, yeah. yeah, literal field, yeah. So he kind of it, it was it it was a pretty normal video, but he like edited it to like take it to that next level. And it, I'd say if you do have those interests, hobbies, music, whatever it may be, they try and bring those in. I try and bring my lightsabers in whenever I can as well, um, as I, I like them. And especially if you know, like one of the things I always like uh, tell my students is when you're doing your prospect research pre-call. Um, and you're doing the call and you're building report, whatever it is, don't just look for business related stuff that you can jot down or take notes on or f tell the prospect, look for something that's really personal to them. So if they're like crazy star Wars fans, then 
yeah, you know, it makes sense to potentially do a, a video with like a lightsaber and like, you know, uh, I am your AE. I don't know, whatever. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that creative in that sense, but um, yeah, yeah that, no, that's pretty good. That, that I think that was pretty creative. More, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the other thing is obviously you mentioned the whiteboard and wave thing. That's a bit cliche these days. Yeah, um, very cliche. That's how it started. That's why I like to start things on their LinkedIn profile. Just something a little bit more visual, interesting there. But obviously, using tone, being emphatic delivering emotional speeches essentially to the camera helps those videos stay less mundane as well, making them and for the prospects watching them. Give you an example. I was talking to a, a, a unicorn last year. Um, and Literally a unicorn. No, no, no. Like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. They, they, had the, they had the billion dollar valuation. And, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, they were like, look, this is slept on our priority list. We're probably not interested in this. Um, I was talking to a champion. The decision maker was the chief revenue officer. I was working for VP of sales. I just didn't have access to him. There was no direct line of sight for me to get a conversation with him. So I sent him a video and I said, hey, like in your recent funding valuation, it said that you were, you know, a lot of the key folk is going to be delivering an excellent service to each of your customers. Right now, because of this problem in your business, it depends which customer you ask if they're getting good service or not. This is a, a big, a big problem. It's been, I've been told it's not a priority right now. But for these reasons, I think there could be money potentially being left on the table. And these inconsistencies are only going to grow as you start to reinvest in the business with your latest round of funding. Because I said that as a video, it was so much more emotional, impactful. Versus like a text email. Yeah, I got a notification they'd watched it. And then my champion emailed me five minutes later saying, hey, well, we're back on. I never spoke to the CRO before they closed the deal. But sending that video in such an emotional way made it really impactful. And yeah. uh, and that was, that was one I did as well. And the last type of video I like to send is a proposal recap. So whenever I send a proposal, I always include a video sending along with me, especially given that like a lot of the times they're signed by people who are chief financial officers or CEOs. And in an ideal world, you've always spoken to those people, but we all know that sales isn't always ideal. And you don't always have access to the people who are going to be signing the final contract um, or, or checking the price or approving things. So I'd send a video recapping all the pain points that we've uncovered throughout the sales cycle clarifying on pricing and how everything works and then reaffirming next steps so there's a complete clarity on everything why they should sign the contract and what's going to happen after they do have you ever i mean i don't I've, have you ever done anything where you've done like a video whatever it is and then instead of send and it's not there's nothing confidential in there but it's just like you know it's something that is relevant you're poisoning a pro whatever it is and instead of sending it privately to the prospect tweet it out and then like and say like, hey, can someone help me like land? I don't know. I was just, I don't know. Have you well, ever that, done a public video follow-up? That's, um, <laughs> I haven't actually. Well, actually, no, I did. I put one on a TikTok. I made, a, I made a joke TikTok where I was leaving a voicemail for a prospect who was ghosting me on the proposal. And I was like, hey, Mark, just calling you again. I've sent you 12, in case you didn't see my 12 text messages, 15 voicemails, or the letter I sent to your wife. Um, curious how we are with the proposal. It was actually for, I, I was actually being ghosted by a prospect called Mark at that point in time. Yeah. So I copied the link from that TikTok and sent it to Mark and said, thought you might find this one funny. And he replied and said, sorry, well, I've been all over the shop. I, I owe you an apology. Let's, uh, let's pick this back up. Um, so, you, so, yeah. so in this case, yeah, you did, you did do like yeah. a TikTok video and, send, and use that as a video to send. Yeah. It. But it was discreet. Like it, it was, it was played as a bit, but I was actually using his name with the intention of sending it to him afterwards. Someone who's done this really well is someone like Ryan Scalera again. I'll mention him. Um, he's he made music videos for the likes of Gravy and Gong and Get Accept, and then um, 
and, and made them to prospect into them. And then because of those videos, he got so much more publicity that people were asking to meet with him, right? Right. So he almost he almost built his personal brand while also prospecting these people. And they were really well produced videos as well. Not everyone could make a video like that, but he's someone I think of who did it really well when he was in IC. Yeah. So two. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question on behalf of someone that's listening. Um, two questions. I would imagine two people people would ask. One, what if I'm uncomfortable um, going on video, which is I'm sure it's extremely common. Yeah. Um, and then the second question is, what if I am, let's just say not creative, I'm fine. I'm willing to get on camera, but I'm not creative. I don't have any editing skills or whatever it is. What, what would you say for both those questions? So nothing in sales is really that comfortable. We're, we're approaching strangers and, 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 you know, potentially getting shot down. Um, the only way you really get good at stuff is by doing it over and over again, repetition. Yep. I think a lot of people fail with video because they only try it once or twice and they're like, oh, it didn't work. A reality you need to do things a lot more than once or twice to get good at them yeah, um, yeah. so practice it like a muscle uh cold calling is uncomfortable but we still do it as most sales reps do um videos the same way try not to be too self-critical don't re-record it a bunch of times because it will start to sound robotic and it's only human to make mistakes if you do slip up on your words then just say hey just start the sentence again and continue some tools like video allow you to trim afterwards as well so if you do make a mistake you can start off where you left off and then go cut the mistake out. Very similar to TikTok. Um, and for people who aren't editors, you don't need to be an editor. You can do it all in one continuous shot. Like I mentioned, that prospecting video, mm-hmm. relevant pain point, relevant observation, pain point connected to observation, uh, solution, call to action. Yeah. Super simple framework. I would imagine tactically also, there are two ways if someone's listening to this, they can also, um, you know, regarding the editing, you said one of it was, by keeping it short, you don't, that, which is one of the reasons why m- most of my podcast episodes are solo acts. Cause I don't necessarily, I know how to edit, but I don't have the patience for it. And I don't want, I don't do the fancy editing cause I don't know really how to, and I could outsource it, but I just, I'm sort of lazy. So I was like, you know what, let me keep my episodes five minutes or less because I can do it in one take versus yeah. multiple takes. So my advice to somebody listening is that's Will was saying, keep it short under, under what was it? Three minutes or, or sub 30 seconds. So that makes it easy. And number two you can use sort of like a teleprompter and I'm sure they have like free downloads for tele- teleprompters. Yeah. Um, most tools even have notes built into them. And if you just drag those close to where your camera lens is on your computer, you can yeah. those about making it too obvious that you're reading from a script. Yeah. And, and do, if, would you, would you recommend also getting like a high definition uh, camera? Um, I think equipment isn't super important. I've done a video on like equipment you can get, uh, but no one's expecting it. There's a couple of simple things you can do to make yourself look and sound better. Use a headset. Yep. Um, and try and bring your camera to eye level so you're not looking down on someone and then make sure you're well lit. So if you don't have great lighting or a ring light, which they're only really cheap from Amazon, like I'll turn mine on and off now. Yeah, I have mine right here. It's it's pink. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. It's trendy. Um, you can pick one of those up for 15 bucks, but if you don't want to even do that, you can just sit directly in front of a window. So the window's hitting the face. What you don't want to do is have like a light source behind you because that's going to make you look a little bit scary and, um, you know, yeah. Like Darth Vader. Silhouetted. Yeah, silhouetted. Darth Vader, exactly. <laughs> well, I've actually got him back there right now. So there it is. Cool, man. This is really, really tactical. I think really helpful. I think a lot of people, they want to do video. They don't know how to. They don't know where to start. And I think this is going to be a good one to show them. Where can somebody find you? I mentioned TikTok. If you want, I, you have the floor to do a little self-promotion here. Yeah, uh, LinkedIn is always good. Uh, Will Aitken and then TikTok as well. I have two, two TikTok accounts. Sales feed where I post sales advice and humor videos, and then my own account, which is called Will Aitken again. And that's just a, a real mess at the moment. I'm just making whatever <laughs> I fancy there. 
Yeah. Cool, man. Appreciate you being on here. Absolutely, mate. It's it an absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you found this relevant or practical at all, then please share this episode. Until next time, I'm your host, Mor Asulin.